0: Welcome to Radio Worldview. I'm August Tuckabee. The Radio Worldview podcast exists to teach students to live and think with a biblical worldview so that they can serve Christ and lead the culture. Tune in every week for perspectives on the arts, current events, and how to apply a biblical worldview to every aspect of reality. Thanks so much for joining us. Hope you enjoy the show. Well, welcome back on the podcast, Micah. Good to have you again. Thanks, August.
1: It's a little odd to be doing this uh, not in the same room, but, you know, technology yep. achieves.
0: Yep. We're in a little bit of a different situation this week, but this is a special event because it is Thanksgiving week and we are still going to do a podcast. So uh, we're in different places, um, but we are going to be still having a good conversation and still hopefully adding some good content for listeners. So yeah, that will be a good deal. Uh, so today we're talking about Thanksgiving and Micah is kind of our history, our resident history buff, uh, has done some <laughs> research on Uh, A couple elements of history. So we're going to go one into um, Thanksgiving kind of as a little bit of a background, not just the pilgrims, but actually when it became a national holiday under Lincoln. And then we're going to go into a little bit of kind of where Thanksgiving is today and just some of the worldview questions that come in with that. Does that sound right?
1: Yeah, that sounds great. And yeah, as you and I started talking about this podcast and what we would want to discuss on on a Thanksgiving uh, oriented episode, um, my mind runs as I suspect most people's to the kind of historical events attached to it, and I, I think, at least for me, there's there's a much more um, cultural awareness of the roots of Thanksgiving and the Pilgrims coming over, um, and the experience that they have in Plymouth, and that's a great story and that's that's worthy of our contemplation and remembrance. But what I what I did not have a really good grasp on um other than the kind of anecdotal element that we look back to Abraham Lincoln as the initiator of the like actual holiday right um you can look through presidential histories even prior, even in Lincoln's presidency and prior presidents to him you see dozens and dozens and dozens of thanksgiving proclamations and like setting aside particular days for thanksgiving remembrances Um, all throughout American history up to that point. But Lincoln and this very specific one in the fall of 1863 uh, identifies the last Thursday of November for this particular day of Thanksgiving. And that's the one that kind of sticks as far as this is the day that gets put on our calendars as a reference point to um, uh, this particular celebration in American history. And there's a couple just before I'd like to read the proclamation, but there's there's a couple of historical things that I want to draw out before I do that. And the first of these is I was talking to our our colleague Nathan Pegors about this a week or so ago. And it's interesting that we have kind of our fall festival, like it like kind of harvest celebration party as a culture pretty late. It's it's not attached to the um, exact rhythms and cycles of the agricultural calendar in the way that a lot of other cultures and civilizations have scheduled their feast days, right? Like even right. you look It'd at usually the Jewish be like holiday
0: September or something like that. Yeah, you, you yeah. look at the
1: Jewish holidays and uh, others, and usually the harvest festival or party happens during that first. Week of harvest, right? Uh, I don't have the specifics in front of me, but as, I, as I'm as i recalling, the, the Jewish one is like the first fruits harvest, right? Like you bring in the first fruits and then you have a party, you, you have your dedif- dedication to God, and then you go through harvest. Whereas if you look at the agricultural calendar compared to where Thanksgiving falls, it's actually pretty darn late and um and so it's just it, it's it's odd and it, it speaks to the fact that that's not the point of thanksgiving that's not where this holiday comes from it's not just a harvest party it's not a agricultural celebration there's something very purposeful to this holiday in american culture and where it comes from and the root of that is again attached to this, this specific dating of lincoln and what he's going through in his presidency and it's not going to surprise anybody to say that the defining feature of Lincoln's presidency is the Civil War. Um, The Civil War, it's easy to look back on and see the kind of moral dimension of the Union versus the Confederacy and say like, okay, well, one side was trying to preserve slavery as an institution, and one side, at least eventually over the course of the war, was trying to end it and very clearly identify moral uh, positions with those combatant sides, and then kind of assume the outcome that we know occurs. We know that the, the right side wins, right? We know that the right. pro union, pro freedom side wins, and praise the Lord that that's the case. Um, but I think, big picture wise, at least as far as like a kind of a 30,000 foot view of the conflict, it's very easy to minimize how tenuous the conflict was for most of the time that it was being fought,
0: like um, how, how close it was. Yeah, yeah. How close
1: it was, how how probable or possible it was for the Confederacy to pull out a victory of some kind um, during that conflict. And, you know, not to chase this rabbit trail too far down, but it's really difficult in warfare to impose your will on another people, on another civilization, on another on another enemy. Right. Like if you want to win. An offensive war, which is basically what the the Civil War was for the Union, you have to go in, kick in the door, and impose your will in one shape or form. And that's why you see Sherman's March to the blockade that goes on. Like it's it's hard and it takes a long time. But you have to wear an opponent who was already willing to pick up a gun and try and kill you in defense of their principles in defense of their position. So that's a hard thing to do. And so the, the real struggle that the union faces over the course of the conflict is one of endurance, one of sticking the task and not allowing the, at the time, and even looking back in history, we can see as catastrophic loss of life, catastrophic destruction, and see, it's like, this is worth it, and we must endure, and we have to press forward Continue this fight because all the South has to do is have the North cry uncle and say, We're done. This isn't worth it anymore. We're going to quit. We're going to be done with this fight. That's all they have to do. They just have to survive and endure. The Union has to be the people that go down into the South and put, again, kick in the doors and actually compel a response. And so the, the Thanksgiving Day proclamation happens in the fall of 1863 in October. And what has happened over the course of this year? is a couple of very significant kind of swingy uh, elements to the conflict depending on where you are. Um, You have Confederate victories, you have Union victories um, in different spheres, a pretty significant Confederate victory that happens in September, mid-September, so less than a month prior to this proclamation is the Battle of Chickamauga, which is uh, a pretty significant frustration for the Union efforts in the West. But the defining feature of 1863, the defining feature of the civil war in a lot of ways is the battle of Gettysburg. And this takes place in July, first couple of days of July of 1863. And mm. it's the, it's the largest battle fought in the new world. It is, uh, the largest battle of the civil war. And it's the most significant, um, battle in terms of American casualties in our American history. Most historians look back on the civil war and attribute, tra- um, kind of both sides as american casualties especially the way the reconstruction and restoration of the nation goes i think it's appropriate but more americans died more americans were wounded in the battle of gettysburg than any other individual engagement that americans have ever fought and we were killing each Mm. other
0: wow And
1: and it's in this it's out of this summer out of this campaign season that lincoln has seen kind of frustration and success however um Gettysburg is seen as very significant even at the time and it's out of this campaign season as I said that he's going to issue the proclamation for a day of Thanksgiving that becomes the foundation for the actual holiday so if you'll indulge me, indulge me in August I'll read this for you it's a it's kind yeah. of minutiae into some of the historical elements, but it's not very long, um, but I, and I think it's worth it, though, because it speaks to the severity of the military situation, and also the uh, faith-oriented elements that Lincoln is bringing to bear. So just bear with me. Um, This is from his proclamation on October 3rd, 1863. The year that is drawing to its close has been filled with blessings of fruitful fields and healthful skies to these bounties, which are so constantly enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source from which they come. Others have been added, which are so extraordinary in nature that they cannot fail to penetrate and soften even the heart, which is habitually insensible to the ever-watchful providence of Almighty God. In the midst of a civil war of unequaled magnitude and severity, which has sometimes seemed to foreign states to invite and to provoke their aggression, peace has been preserved with all nations. Order has been maintained, and the laws have been respected and obeyed, and harmony has prevailed everywhere except the theater of military conflict. While that theater has been greatly contracted by the advancing armies and navies of the union, needful diversions of wealth and of the strength of the fields of peaceful industry to the national defense have not arrested the plow, the shuttle, or the ship. The axe has enlarged the border of our settlements and the mines, as well as of iron and coal, as of all precious metals, have yielded even more abundantly than heretofore. Population has steadily increased, notwithstanding the waste that has been made in the camp, the siege, and the battlefield, and the country rejoicing in the consciousness of augmented strength and vigor is permitted to expect continuance of years with large increase of freedom. No human counsel hath devised, nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are gracious gifts of the Most High God, who, while dealing with us in anger for our sins, has nevertheless remembered mercy. It has seemed to me fit and proper that they should be solemnly reverently gratefully acknowledged as with one heart and one voice by the whole american people to do therefore excuse me i do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the united states and also those who are at sea and those who are sojourning in foreign lands to set apart and observe the last day of november next as the day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent father who dwelleth in the heavens And I recommend to them, while offering up the ascriptions justly due to him for such singular deliverances and blessings, they do also with humble penitence for our national preservation, excuse me, for our national perversion and disobedience, commend to his tender care all those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, and sufferers in the lamentable civil strife in which we are unavoidably engaged, and fervently implore implore the interposition of the almighty hand to deal with the wounds of the nation and to restore it as soon as may be consistent with the divine purposes to the full enjoyment of peace, harmony, tranquility, and union. Okay.
0: So that's that's a lot.
1: Yeah, that's a lot. And he writes in the manner of a 19th century individual. So I would encourage uh, those listeners to maybe pull that up on the internet and look at it. You can find it pretty easily, but just even hearing that, you can you can very clearly grasp he is first of all personally steeped in biblical worldview biblical wisdom and the teaching scripture and it's it's so incredible to me to watch him as a man who is literally almost carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders um. very purposefully, very consciously saying, all right, we are in difficult times. And in a sense, we are being very clearly punished for national sins here. Like we are enduring some very catastrophic national tragedy here. But look at all of these other things that God is doing. Appreciate. And we need to direct appropriately to our heavenly Father that thankfulness for His mercies and for His ever-present, abounding grace, even in this time of national tragedy. Um, and using that and the kind of approach that Lincoln has in mind when he's calling for this day of Thanksgiving. Um, that clarity of purpose and that clarity of vision of why we're being thankful in this trying circumstance, to me, that really speaks to why I suspect Thanksgiving has diminished in recent years, generations perhaps, in terms of its significance as a national holiday. Um, we see looking around, it's, it's a joke now that you know Halloween happens and then immediately the Christmas stuff comes out. And all the stores change over their decor to Christmas, completely ignoring this very significant holiday, at least theoretical holiday on our calendar. And uh, so much more attention as far as Thanksgiving is concerned is paid to Black Friday or Cyber Monday
0: uh, now. Right. The materialism elements of it. Minimization rather than
1: priority and special attention being paid to it. And as you and I were talking uh, briefly before we got started, I think this speaks to the fact that we have, as a society, trended towards secularism. Um, This is a way that seems pretty, at least kind of big picture, culturally speaking, pretty clear indication of why this has happened and um, a fruit of it in that thankfulness is a really odd thing to have a celebration based around, right? Just this kind of abstract disposition of thankfulness. It's not a specific reference to a historical event. It's not the incarnation of Christ. It's not the resurrection of Christ. It's not the ending of World War I or anything like that, like Veterans Day is, nor is it kind of the celebration of a particular um, cherished group of individuals that we want to celebrate again, like Veterans Day or Memorial Day, nor is it, as we said earlier, tied to any kind of like seasonal calendar, at least not directly. Um, you know, the beginning of summer, the ending of winter, that that kind of deal. It's none of those things. It is, it is loosely attached to harvest, but that's that's not its intended purpose whatsoever. Um, It's much more just this abstract holiday, celebrating and prioritizing a disposition and an attitude of thankfulness. And where I think this kind of gets detached from our culture is in a secular culture, thankfulness almost doesn't make sense. Um thankfulness right. requires at least two things for a person to exercise what I would describe as actually true biblical thankfulness. It requires a some kind of object in which that person is referencing their thankfulness. I'm thankful for this thing. I'm thankful for this reality, this circumstance, whatever it may be. And then it requires a subject to which that thankfulness is directed, right? And the biblical attitude of thankfulness is ultimately everything is directed up towards our Heavenly Father, up towards the giver of all good things and the source of all of our provision and sustaining. And if you detach from the uh, the reality of God being an active participant in your life and being actively interested in you and taking care of you and providing for you and meeting your needs, um, you lose a significant just functional element of what it means to be thankful. And it kind of puts you in this almost nonsense position of, I'm just happy that I have this thing, right? That I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with this set of circumstances. And that's not the same as being thankful, right? Right. Like I, I can be dispositionally content or pleased with a, with an item or a person or a set of circumstances and not be thankful in the way that the bible talks about thankfulness because that requires the object
0: yeah it reminds me of the apologetics argument of basically saying if someone comes in and, and saying like why does god allow evil it's like well you let's back up a couple steps you can't allow you can't have evil unless you have good and you can't have something called good unless there is a higher standard to which you're comparing all things and if there's a higher standard, that means God exists, right? So, right. Uh, so it's kind of the same thing. So, like, how can you have thankfulness unless you're having something to which you are thankful, right? That doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so you can you can have it in a like in a secular context, a purely secular context. I could be thankful to you for the opportunity to be on the podcast or whatever, right? But that sure. that kind of interaction. Seems really tenuous to build this entire national federal holiday around that we're going to take two days effectively to celebrate, and um, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's I, I think it's part of the reason why Thanksgiving is almost like a joke at this point in terms of. Well, this is just the time where we sit around the table with people that we barely stand and barely tolerate within our family. We argue about politics or religion or whatever the case may be. And then we just eat ourselves into a stupor and watch football. And that's Thanksgiving. Like that is yeah. the that is the sum total of my Thanksgiving experience. And then I wake up at two o'clock in the morning and go shop shop until afternoon uh, at Black Friday sales and hopefully don't get punched in the face. But like that is. That is certainly not Lincoln's mindset when he's advertising this and encouraging us as a people to to be considered of the good things that God has given us. And the other thing that I think Lincoln's proclamation is instructive on to us even today is that Lincoln is leading the nation and drawing their attention fairly to the fact is like, look, this is the catastrophe in front of us. This is the terrible tragedy that we're wrestling with. And dealing with and that's all true that is all true but for today or this day in November we are going to very purposefully stop and step back and expand our gaze very consciously and purposely onto the other good things God is doing we are going to very consciously attend our focus onto his provision onto his sustaining onto the good blessings that his mercy continues to give us and and that I think, is a lesson that you and I, Christians everywhere, should hear in that proclamation and insist on our day, day-to-day lives, frankly, but especially during Thanksgiving, that we are going to very purposefully not deny the reality of our difficulties or our trials and tribulations, but we are very purposely going to set our gaze bigger bigger and set our gaze more broadly on the good things that God has given us and provided for us. And again, you lose that capacity to do it if you trend towards secularism, because there, there is no person, there is no God on the other side of whatever your circumstances may be, whether or not you're enduring punishment for sin, as Lincoln talks about, or whether or not you're enduring great blessings, as Lincoln talks about. Like If there's no personal God on the other side of that, you're just responding to chance and chaos. And there's no sense in chance and chaos.
0: And and what I was thinking too, is even competition, right? Just the idea Mm -hmm. of just the idea of winning and losing. And, and if you're in a naturalistic environment, there's really no thankfulness. It's just domination. Yeah. I'm
1: so happy that I haven't been killed by my competitors yet. Right. I'm so happy that nobody has knocked me over the head with a rock in my sleep and that I continue to exist and evolve as a person. Yeah. Um, just as a brief aside, I don't know if it's worth mentioning on the podcast or not, but this this kind of like false thankfulness that I think our culture has been struggling with as far as like rationalizing to itself, like why do we continue to celebrate this holiday? Why is it a big deal? Um, why is why is Thanksgiving diminishing in terms of significance? Uh, there's a rapper named Snoop Dogg that has a pretty famous viral clip that came out a few years ago of him accepting his Hollywood star in Los Angeles. And he gets up to the mic and he's had a number of people come and like, hey, you're amazing. You're awesome. So, uh, so thankful for, you know, the work that you've done and the art you've produced. And you're you're such a great contributor to our culture. And then he gets up and his speech is basically one long litany of, you know, I want to thank me. I want to thank me for putting in all this hard work. I want to thank me for sacrificing all the things that I have done. And he just goes on and on and on. And I and I think I'm willing to at least give him the benefit of the doubt that he knows he's joking, that he's oh, yeah. in on the joke.
0: I think but so. But it is so funny. And, it is. And it's hilarious. It catches everybody that, on their back foot.
1: Yeah. And it's that kind of level of self-parody that we're almost requiring of our culture when we detach ourselves into a secular worldview away from a subject reference point on who to be thankful to. We're either not thankful to any person in any meaningful sense, in the sense that God's not there, or we twist that and pervert that back onto myself. And it's just like, yeah, man, I'm amazing. And I'm thankful that I'm as good at my job and as good at providing for myself and my family or doing whatever X is. Um, I'm just that amazing. And I'm, I'm thankful for myself, basically
0: right Right. which is just arrogance right the funny thing about Snoop Dogg is it's supposed to be an acceptance speech and like a thankfulness speech uh but then it becomes a an arrogance speech and so that's and and he does it intentionally like you said and so that's why it's kind of a joke
1: yeah it's it's funny to watch and I, I can't remember I can't speak to whether or not it's maybe uh entirely appropriate for all audiences I'll say that but um So maybe exercise a tiny bit of caution there, but it is funny and it is, it is the, I guess, the kind of parody version of, I think, of the way our culture sees thankfulness and Thanksgiving these days, which is sad. And uh, we as Christians should model something uh, more worthy, I would say.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, yeah, any other thoughts as far as this goes? I think that covered kind of our two main points we were planning to get to today. Anything else, Michael? Um,
1: No, I I don't have anything uh, else directly to add other than to say happy Thanksgiving and um, enjoy your time with your family that I hope you get to uh, partake in and um, keep your eyes focused on Christ during this season and the good things that he's given for us.
0: Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well and happy Thanksgiving to all our listeners. And um, we'll be back at the Abbey soon. Thanks, August. Well, that's our show for today. Thanks again for joining us. For more information about our Worldview Academy summer camps, go to worldview.org. And for more information about our gap year program for college freshman students, go to worldviewbridgeyear.com. Thanks again. Hope we'll see you soon.